there, I'm Andrea Koppel, and it's time for Coffee, the podcast where you get to hear firsthand what the jobs and careers that interest you the most are really like. Hey there, Java junkies. Welcome to another K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. By the way, K-Cups come in three sizes, single, double, and triple shots, or roughly one minute, five minutes, or 10 minutes in length. So if you don't have time to throw back an entire caffeinated career conversation, these K-Cup mini episodes of T4C can give you a quick caffeinated fix, whether you're on the go or you only have a few minutes to binge. So grab your mug and take a chug, because it's time for a caffeinated career triple shot K-Cup with my guest, Justin Wynn. You had a really interesting episode with career coaches on Declassified College who were sharing their cheat codes on writing a kick-ass resume. What would you say, Justin, were your top takeaways that if you were writing a resume now, you'd want to make sure to include? I think the number one piece of advice from that episode came from, I believe her name is Cassandra Thompson. And the advice that she gave was keep it simple. And what that means is I think as students, when things aren't going our way, when it comes to when we're reaching out and sending our resume to a bunch of people, we try to overcomplicate it in like, oh, we need to make it this color. We need to have our picture on it. We need to do all these little things to make it look really good. And we go on Canva and they make it so easy to just drag and drop things. And it looks so good on Canva. But in reality, the more complicated that you make it, the more chances that you have to mess up, whether it's from grammar perspective, a formatting perspective, alignment, things like that. And from an employer standpoint, if you are using the wrong there or you're using the wrong where, that makes a huge difference because if you're making that mistake on your resume, what's going to happen when you're dealing with a $1 million contract? Are you going to mess up there? Are you going to add an extra zero? And from their perspective, you might. So just by being able to make your resume as simple as possible, it just lessens the chance that you'll have a mistake on there. And that's something that I didn't know going into college. I tried to make mine fancier and fancier as I sort of grew in my college career. And in reality, that might have been something that I could have avoided. So forget about the bells and whistles, although there are certain formats that are cleaner and that look professional for sure. But in terms of like the color or the kind of font, those are things that aren't going to get you to the top of the pile if the basics aren't there. Exactly. Like make sure that your basics are there. And unless you're going into like a graphic design background, then don't worry too, too much in terms of like the color. But I think because I've seen it a lot with students as well, where I was focusing on making sure that the gradient color was nice on my <laughs> on my resume. And like that really just doesn't matter, right? I'm not going for any designer positions. So making sure that what you have is the basics, that you have all the keywords that you need to, make sure you have that. But from a design standpoint, just making it as simple as possible to make sure that it still looks good and it can be differentiated from all the other resumes that look very similar, make sure that you have that too. But don't overcomplicate it too much by like changing colors, trying to add photos and all these different sort of things. Yeah. Another kind of a form of a personal resume that millions of professionals have, obviously, is their LinkedIn page. 
And you've got a course, Justin, that you and a buddy of yours created on how to optimize that page and how to think of it rather than a resume. You want it to be more like the landing page of a website. What do you think a couple of the biggest mistakes are that people make with how they populate that landing page on LinkedIn? Yeah, I think the number one thing that you're going to want to change on your LinkedIn profile is to make sure that you don't have the people also viewed section on your page. So if you're scrolling down most people's LinkedIn profile, you'll see on the right hand side, you'll see a section called people also viewed. And that can be a huge turnoff, especially if you're a recruiter, because let's say I'm going to recruit for someone and I'm scrolling down your page. And then all of a sudden I see someone with a better photo, a better headline, maybe a better name, someone that I resonate with more. I'm going to immediately jump off of your page and move on to there. And I'm just going to basically forget about you. And that's the last thing that you want. So you can take off that section so you don't have to worry about that. The second thing that I think most people get wrong with their LinkedIn profile is their summary section. What I've seen typically is people will just reiterate what's on their resume in their summary section. And if you're looking at it from a recruiting standpoint, they've probably already seen your resume. So they're going onto your LinkedIn profile just to look and see. Why would they want to read the same thing twice? They don't want to. And you're just regurgitating that same information. So use that summary to tell your story. Make the recruiter fall in love with you. Use those, I think, 2,000 characters that you have to be able to tell your story, make them fall in love with you in a way that you can't on your resume. That's your place to shine. And then the last thing that I would say is make sure to use photos and website links on your LinkedIn profile. And the reason that you want to do that is because the biggest problem with most resumes is people lie on them. And the way that you can kind of overcome that fear of, is this person lying? Can this person actually do Microsoft Excel like they say that they can? Is by being able to show in a video, in a photo, in a screenshot, whatever it may be, that you know how to do it. You can link those to your profile. So just finding ways to make sure that on the recruiter standpoint, they know that you can actually do what you say you do on your resume is super important. I love those suggestions. I have actually taken Justin's course. He was nice enough to share it with me. And one of the parts of the course that I thought was super fascinating was around how you can raise your visibility on LinkedIn by posting valuable content. And by that, we're not saying commenting on other people's posts with like thumbs up or little emoji with sunglasses or saying great post or awesome post, right, Justin? Exactly. So I think commenting and engaging is a great first step, right? It's going to sort of get you that confidence to be able to create your own content. And you'll also be around good content and see what good content looks like on LinkedIn. But the biggest thing that you want to do is start to create that content because that's how you can start to bring people to your profile. Everyone talks about, hey, you need to have this beautiful profile. You need to make it optimized. And that's important. But if you're only getting 20, 30, 50 views, then no one's going to see it. So it doesn't really matter that you're, you have a beautiful profile. But for instance, for me, I get anywhere between 1,500 to 2,000 views every single month. And those are coming from recruiters, hiring managers, CEOs, founders, people like that who are in hiring positions. And when I tell that to students or even any individuals that's sort of in the job search, they're like, oh my God, I wish I had that. So 
don't think that you need to be an industry expert. You're an expert in something that you do. If I can create content around the student journey while I was still a student and get hundreds of thousands of views, you can definitely do it too. Yeah. And I'm not giving away too much here by saying that Justin really breaks it down to three types of valuable content, one being inspirational, another being controversial, and the third being teachable. There's a lot more in his course if you're interested, and we'll include a link to it in show notes. Thanks for tuning in to this K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. If you want to listen to our entire caffeinated career conversation, please check out the show notes for this episode. Thanks so much for listening to Time for Coffee, where the professionals in the jobs that most interest you always have time to grab coffee 24-7, no matter where you live. I have one quick favor to ask you. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Time for Coffee. Thanks so much.